Hello everybody out there in uh, um, iDeveloper land, this is Scotty, this is iDeveloper Live, episode 55, um, the show that was, then wasn't, and now is again. Um, we're about 30 minutes after the WWDC 2012 keynote, um, we had a show lined up with a couple of guests, we were going to discuss the keynote, during the keynote both my uh, uh, guests bailed on me for different reasons, family reasons and um, health reasons. Um, and so I was going to abandon the show based on no guests, based on actually very little developer content in the keynote. But um, Joshua Nozai, and I get your name right the second time we record it, see? Um, he's just said, hey, I'll come on the show. I've been drinking beer. What could go wrong? And um, I've been Sorry. watching football uh, down the local pub as well, because England-France uh, game um, in the Euro 2012 uh, tournament today. So, um, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Now... Joshua, it was a keynote for the press. There was virtually nothing in there for developers. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, other than you know maybe a few mentions of of the very odd API. It was all about new features in iOS six. It was all about new hardware, um, new features in Mountain Lion for for, for end users, um, and um, yeah, I, I guess content wise for the press, a lot of stuff. But for developers. We know all the real stuff happens on the Monday afternoon and we're not allowed to talk about it, but you know, you know, what can we glean out of it? What excited you? Oh, uh, well, the the most exciting thing was the new MacBook Pro, um, the Retina display everyone was predicting. Nobody thought it would uh, it would come, and then there was the unveiling at the end. That that should have been a one more thing revelation, I think, at the end. But they always do the, the hardware and then they get into the operating systems. But that, that excites me. I'm now looking at selling two of my Macs, a desktop and a laptop, so I can get about halfway to the price of the, uh, the, the new MacBook Pro. Um, I'm like a crack whore when it comes to new Apple hardware. So, yeah, I'm desperately trying to figure out how can I get there as quickly as possible. Yeah, you see, I'm I'm confused. Well, not confused. Well, no, I'm always confused. Uh, see, I can't even work out if I'm confused or not. That's how confused I am. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. I'd said to myself before the keynote, you know, for for actually weeks before the keynote. Okay, if if Apple just bring out a new, um, I was thinking more in terms of a 15-inch MacBook Air, is what I was expecting them to do, which we've it sort of is, but it's on a little bit. I was thinking, okay, well, actually, I like lots of um, storage in my laptops. I, I hate having to plug into external disk drives and all that sort of stuff. So if it's a MacBook Air and it's just sort of SSD only and low low memory, what I'd probably do is buy one of the current generation um, MacBook Pros and you know swap the uh, SuperDrive out, put another hard drive in along with the SSD, you know, and give myself a decent machine, go for the high-res matte screen job, just sort it out. Um, and I was sort of almost all set for that, really. Or, but you know, if they just upgrade uh, uh, the current model, then that's fine. I'll just buy one of the new models and do the same. You know, so they have brought out the MacBook Pro 15 with just the SSD and no SuperDrive in there, but then they've gone and stuck the Retina screen on it, so it's no longer an easy decision because, you know, why not stick the Retina screen on the old ones as well as an option? Well, I, I think it's more probably... Uh, I'd like to see the internal layout of of the new hotness versus the slightly bumped old hotnesses um, or i should say the old lukewarmnesses uh they you know they, they were talking about how the the retina display um i was reading from the 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 live post because i'm not there at the event this year no nor am i i'll and, point that out 
<laughs> and it looks like uh, it, it looks like it was something you know engineered very closely with with the uh, unibody design and and uh, battery space takes up a lot more room, et cetera, et cetera. I might be getting some of the details wrong, but I think they just might not have had the room uh, to put the new components and the extra battery power in to drive all that. So, I mean, we forget sometimes that, that it's more than just the retina display. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the, uh, the graphics, uh, the GPU has to be able to support the retina display as well. And then there's uh, battery power with not only a brand new display, but also a higher resolution uh, more powerful uh, video chipset to drive it. So, yeah, I think um, you know it's wishful thinking getting that retroactively into into the existing lineup. I think they had to do some seriously different things this time around. Okay, so let's. Be, I mean, as developers, we always like shiny, shiny, and as you say, new hardware is is fantastic, and, and we all love it. Um, but realistically, the existing MacBook Pro 15-inch was a perfectly decent developer machine. Um, oh, by the way, folks, if you're listening live, the three of you listening live, the um, iOS 6 uh, beta SDK is now available on developer.apple.com. It's uh, the we're back thing is now there. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, it was a perfectly um, usable developer machine. So I guess maybe more of more interest to developers, with all those people who over the last couple of years moved to MacBook Airs to develop on, you know, the RAM update in there is, is, is maybe made those machines a bit more um, developer friendly. Because um, you know the four gig has always been been a limit to me, but yeah, but really I guess maybe for developers the the thing of more interest or might be you know firstly there's a lot of developers were still using the 17 inch model MacBook Pro because of just the screen resolution for using Xcode and the um, uh, uh, simulators and of course you know the complete absence of a new MacBook uh, a new Mac Pro I mean you know is the Mac Pro dead now do you think? I, I, I don't know, and honestly, I personally don't care. Um, I know a lot of people that uh, that swear by it, and I think it's mostly for um, expandability. I have a 27-inch iMac, and I got the um, the solid-state drive with it, and maxed out the RAM in it, and um, it 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 kicks the ass of a year-old Mac Pro. Um, in terms of what I use it for. I mean, there's different things you can use it for, but in terms of sitting here with Xcode and having a large project that sometimes, uh, I mean, especially whenever you do a clean and, and full build of everything from scratch, it chews through very easily all, all of the, uh, the source files and, and compiles very quickly. And so, I mean, the more cores, the better, and, and the faster those cores, you know, thrash the hard drive, you know, the better. And, I've been perfectly happy with the 27-inch display that is the computer. Um, so I've kind of, for the longest time I was a mobile user, my most powerful Mac was always my laptop. But now uh, I am absolutely happy with um, the top-of-the-line iMac. So I I don't really care. Any storage needs I have, I can always expand. I have a few Macs sitting here that work as servers of different kinds on a rack. Um, so I have a nice setup. I'm, I'm, you know, a little bit more than just uh, the 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 hacker sitting with a laptop in the cafe. So for me, I am not crying at the loss of the Mac Pro. And I'm going to say something that's going to upset a few people. I have found it ugly compared to the rest of uh, Apple's lineup. So it's kind of a. Hmm, 
you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see the, the prettier form factor lately and just put all their design efforts into making something cool, quiet, pretty, and with a nice, beautiful built-in display. Okay. Um, someone has just said in the chat room that the Mac Pro has been updated. Uh, it has. Yeah. But um, I didn't pick that. That wasn't mentioned in the keynote, was it? I, did not, I, I didn't see anyone saying anything about it. Oh, so there we are. So there we are. We we are right. We are spouting um, almost uh, as much rubbish as we normally do, but just in a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, yeah, Mac Pro. It says new Mac Pro. So um, Mike CSH, do you have a link or do we just? Yeah, no. If you go into the store, it's there. Um, there is a uh, twelve core containing two two point four gigahertz six core Intel Xeon processors. Um, comes standard with 12 gig of memory, the 12 core version, uh, and a terabyte of hard drive, um, and the ATI Radeon HD5770 with a gig of video memory, and um, comes in uh, in the UK at a cool three, just over three grand. So that can probably be four, four grandish, four and a half grand in 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 the US. And it's 37.99 US for the 12 core. Yeah. So um, well, that's interesting because that yeah that didn't even get announced, did it? But there we are. It's on there. No, no. They've been mostly interested in their mobile. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like Apple's really, you know, kind of to hell with um, the desktops. We're not even going to mention much about that. We're we're all about laptops and handheld devices now. That seems to be their approach. And you know, you, you get these silent updates of these major things that people have been wanting. And especially since they discontinued the the XServe line, um, they you know now you have uh, the server configuration of the Mac Pro. Um, I mean, that's pretty big news for some people. I know a few people that, uh, Twitter friends of mine that would be very interested to know that. Hmm. This is, this is a strange, do, do you think the reason we got the, um, MacBook updates is because of the retina display? Basically that, that's why they were in the keynote because it was, it was going retina. Um, and in fairness, you know, there's a whole new, um, you know, as developers, the fact that a laptop or a, a non-mobile device is now a Retina display means that as Mac app developers, we now have to deal with Retina as well as deal with... Um, I mean, I guess the guys at WWDC are going to work out how to do this because we've always had different screen resolutions um, as far as uh, um, Macs have been concerned, you because know, there's been you know, laptops and then obviously you know, 27-inch or 30-inch displays in the past with different resolutions. And yet Apple have sat in the keynote and told us that there are, is retina-enabled Aperture, retina-enabled Final Cut Pro. So obviously there is something in, in, in the OS that's you know, gonna, you know, allows us to, to use different graphics or whatever with retina displays. Well, I'll speak with complete ignorance on, on the APIs because I have been incredibly busy and have not delved into much of the new hotness that's been available to me as a developer um, so I, 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 I'm not going to violate any NDAs by saying what I'm going to say because I truly have no idea. I would expect that there would be, you know, API to, to handle this much more easily. We've seen it. Um, we've been warned for years for several uh, versions of OS X that, you know, oh, you got to update for uh, resolution independence is what they like to call it before, but uh, now it's, you know, Retina. <laughs> so, yeah, Retina on all the iOS devices. Now Retina is starting to come to other Macs, and I don't think it's coincidence that it was the first mobile device 
with Retina was the first Mac to have um, to have the higher resolution display. So I, I mean, I I think there will be an API to to tell you basically what kind of scale you can expect, and I think you're going to need to. I think they'll probably make it easy for you know Retina scale. Um, if if you have a Retina display, it's just going to start past a certain uh, resolution point, you're going to get probably, you know, well, we'll consider this retina scale. And so, you know, your your Mac app will have a button at 2x or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there will be API to help it um, help us transition more easily. But that's that's kind of my main concern is that they they said something about, you know, applications that don't update will just be pixel doubled. And that worries me because some of my older applications are ugly the hell enough without uh, being pixel doubled. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, I mean, are we? One of the complaints about uh, other um, platforms has always been, well, you, know, you can't work with uh, them in the same way because there's all lots of different resolutions. I know this is mainly talking about mobile. Um, but with Retina and iPads and you know iPhones and, and now Macs, you know, are we moving to a, a an era in Mac development where you know, you know our applications are going to be saying you know if this, if that, if whatever else, and, and, and you know, and it's just going to become a, as messy as anyone else, and we can sort of lose that claim that everything's lovely and tidy on on the Mac and OS platform. I don't know. For a long time, we were expected to. Uh when we're drawing controls manually, um, as opposed to just using a pre-rendered image, we were expected to know exactly, you know, to, to ask for the scale rather than draw uh, to the pixel, were to scale it to, you know, pixels times whatever scale. So they've been saying, yeah, you know, they've been dr beating that drum since the mid 2000s, haven't they? So, I mean, by now, I don't think there's necessarily an if, I think it's just a, an extra um, multiplier that we're supposed to be using for a long time now to figure out, okay, if I'm going to make this custom control, you know, I can't just assume one pixel equals one pixel. I need to, I need to consider scale along with it. And I'm guilty of just completely ignoring that because it was difficult to think of and there was no practical use for it on the Mac platform yet. But now suddenly you're, you're, um, less than pretty app is going to be much less than pretty uh, in very short order for some users. Hmm, interesting to see to see how how this goes. Now, okay, so let's 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 move on from hardware then. Unless, well, you've got anything else to say on hardware, or shall I just move us on randomly? No, oh, random is fine. Yeah. Okay. So we had an iOS six announcement. That wasn't any. Um, anything um, surprising um, especially as people have been posting pictures of the banners saying iOS 6 for the last uh, few days outside of Moscone um, anything in the keynote that surprised you? <sighs> that surprised me you know I don't think so this time uh, beyond just new announcements that surprised me no um, uh, specs that surprised me, maybe I, I saw two, um, and and maybe I, I missed this from 
the last time they introduced the lineups, but seeing two different sized MacBook Airs, I would imagine that they would just have the MacBook Air and then the MacBook Pro line um, that you can more, you know, customize the size, get what you want. But the main thing that um, surprised me was the, the Maps application. There was something... I think it was a year or a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago even, um, an Apple patent filed that showed the maps um, with, I I describe it as a kind of exaggerated um, landmarks. And whenever we talk about exaggerated landmarks, we talk about things like if if I'm drawing a map for someone, I do not draw or reproduce a portion of a map, I will draw a few main roads and maybe use an ellipsis, like maybe make the line start to dot out for that road saying, yeah, this continues on in this direction. And now I have, uh, you know, here is a big church that you can't miss. So I'll, I'll maybe draw a steeple and say church underneath it. Um, it was something very much like that, how we naturally draw really simple directions for people to follow that trust that, okay, if you see this landmark, this is where you want to start looking for this road. So this patent, and I don't have a link to it at the moment, or I'd post it in the chat room, but uh, it, it, it was very intriguing to me because if Apple were to do maps, I assumed this would have been one of the major features they would have announced. Instead, it was the flyover, which is neat, but... It, it's not such a huge advancement that that I don't know maybe uh, makes me really want to you know say oh I, I must buy this you know upgrade or buy a new device if it was only available for that device it's not compelling enough for me the biggest um, the biggest aspect of that I was really looking forward to this exaggerated um, mapping system. So my surprise was that it looks more like a conventional map with 3D. And I love that Google just preempted them by saying, yeah, we're having a, a, a an announcement a few days ahead of time to show that, yeah, me too. I, I've, I've got 3D apps as well. So that was my surprise, was a negative surprise that, you know, I thought for sure that they would hype the, uh, or, or parade out the, the just kind of, I don't know, more natural navigation when you see this turn there, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how all that works. It's going to be interesting to see how all the um, uh, sort of um, uh, sat nav navigation software people respond to all this. Is it just going to give them, uh, you know, the ability to produce better software or are they just going to die as an industry when now on this uh <laughs> Uh, on this thing uh, I mean again y- yeah I remember being in last year's keynotes and um, but when it was talking a lot about iOS 5 and, 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 it, and it mentioned a lot of things like Arc and, and, and whatever else and, and stuff like this only very briefly is, is, is a keynote um, you know but, but you know then again as developers we spent the rest of the week really really focusing on that um, now we're not at WWDC. We're not going to be, you know, the real real information from developers comes out in the State of the Union addresses on the Monday afternoon, which are under NDA. So even if we were there, we couldn't talk about them. But just looking at this keynote, can you, you know, can you guess what they're going to talk about this afternoon? You know, can you pick up, you know, you know there's loads and loads of blank um, to be announced sessions in in, um, in in the WWDC schedule. What what do you think is going to it, you know, developers are going to be suddenly going ooh about uh, you know this afternoon as far as you know these new announcements for Mountain Lion and um, iOS six are concerned. 
Well, there are two things that, that I can name off the top of my head. Um, two things to to continue beating that dead horse. Um, the Maps application, I think there's going to be an API um, that is much better than what they were able to offer using Google's systems um, in terms of, you know, they, they mentioned the, the a social aspect of a live uh, crowdsourced gathering of, of live information. But the other thing is uh, the language parsing. You know, they, they had natural language parsing to where they were going on about the the ability to um, break down a string and say, here are the nouns, here are the verbs. And that was several years ago. Well, maybe it was last year. I'm, I'm losing track of time. The older I get, the the, <laughs> the more things like that was decades ago. But um, so the, the biggest thing that that told me was that I, I think maybe they were working on Siri. And then they thought, well, this would be a good introductory API to sort of just introduce the technology of, uh, of language parsing and working with it programmatically. And now all of a sudden on the Mac, we have the same uh, access to dictation. Um, maybe not necessarily, maybe I missed this, but it, it seemed like Siri itself was not introduced into um, the Mac side. It was simply, you know, just just dictation. But the point is, even with dictation, um, maybe there's an API with with uh, hooks into the dictation and and the rec the voice recognition system to where you can offer your own insight. Um, today, I was talking to I, I responded to someone on Twitter about people using Siri and dictation for uh, Xcode. And I said, well, yeah, it doesn't really, you know, I, I have a drag and dictate and it, it's not really realistic for coding because, you know, unless you want to spell things out like Victor Charlie Bravo, the entire time you're spelling out a weird method signature, um, it's just not practical. But maybe you can start to create uh, dictionaries and, and intercede in whatever, um, whatever the, the dictation system is hearing maybe say, okay, well, we're putting on a profile because we're in my app. Um, let's teach it a new word or provide it a list of symbols that we, you know, if I say uh, uh, sort using selectors, um, you know, maybe that means, you know, find this symbol and and use it instead. It would be very interesting to me to be able to, to see uh, an API that allows us to take advantage of the dictation and, and provide it a contextually aware application specific way of, of live injection of, of terms based on context. Mm. I'm done talking. You can talk now. No, no, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to listen to you, to, to you waffle on because it means I don't have to. I, I mean, I was watching the Twitter feeds. Do you, I was trying to watch the football and follow the Twitter feed uh, at the same time, and therefore I might have missed a few things. I definitely missed a few bits of the football. Um, but there's no mention of a Siri API, was there? No, it, it, it seemed to me like it was just dictation for the Mac platform. That Siri, as we understand Siri as a as a you know nice little assistant, does not seem to be included. It's just dictation, which is more than enough for me. And I actually have a transcription application that's my best seller that it's specifically for manual transcription. You have an audio recording and you sit there and do the typing. Um, but it, it's structured data so that 
it can support things like, well, I can recognize Scotty's voice versus John's voice, so I can uh, make a new entry under Scotty or under John and type what I hear because voice recognition is not that great. Well, now, since uh, dictation is, is available, now that kind of makes me wonder what is the future of that product? Um, is there a way to pipe audio into it um, and have it recognize, or is there a place where I could just pair it back? The, these kinds of things um, make me wonder. I mean, the dictation on its own is, is interesting, but it would be better to have uh, Siri directly on, on the Mac platform so that we can get back into um, what's been there for a long time on earlier Mac OSs, which is, you know, the voice recognition and giving simple commands that it's clear Apple has been interested in that for a long time. So I, I know why Apple do this. Okay. You know, it's because the keynote is a press event. I, I mean, I have to be honest, I've expressed this before. Um, you know, I sp- Spend, well, I didn't this year because I didn't get a ticket. But you spend your sixteen hundred dollars, um, you know, going to WWDC as a developer for, to be fed developer information, and you know, Apple choose to take up you know ten percent of the time that they make available for it on on a press announcement that I've paid them to host, basically. Um, so that really does annoy me. I mean, you know, here we are. Uh, I remember the days when you know there was at least a mention of things like Xcode or Interface Builder and and improvements that were coming and the ones that were about to come in, in, in a keynote. Um, you know, we don't even hear anything about the tools. Now, I know it's coming this afternoon, and <laughs> you have to before all the tweets and everything start, um, but you know, these events are NDA'd. You know, yes, some of the stuff comes out later on, and there is a developer... Um, and so there is the developer um, uh, resource center that you can be a part of. And if there is a new version of Xcode announced this afternoon, then, you know, I'm going to be able to get it just like you're going to be able to get it. And, you know, that's all great. That's brilliant. But, you know, does this keynote really have a place at WWDC anymore? I think it's too much of a marketing event. And I'd like to see what happens whenever they have their Apple Campus 2 with their underground uh, super top secret, I'm assuming, uh, uh, amphitheater. Um, I, I think, you know, the, it, for worldwide developer conference, the marketing time spent um, for just general stuff, here are, here's our new crap, please buy it as soon as possible. Um, they spend all their time on that lately instead of, you know, speaking to developers. I mean, I would expect that the thing that even though you didn't pay to be at the conference, getting an overview of the the stuff that's coming your way. I mean, th- this is this is a time where every Mac and iOS developer are, is, is focused on what's going on at the Moscone Center right now. So why not give at least a little bit about the developer tools and go into more depth about the API? But I mean, it runs on two hours where they talk about things and hell, the first 20 minutes is... Uh, 
I, I hope you forgive this. You may bleep this out, but but public masturbation of their their achievements and what they've done for the world and and their new stuff that that's coming. And so, I mean, I I, I think they they could cut some of that and spend more time at least naming the APIs and at least uh, spending a little bit of time with what's new in Xcode for the press to tell and and disseminate that information to the you know, many, many developers they have all over the world now. Yeah, I, I don't. This has annoyed me for years. They're not going to change it, are they? It's, um, no. It, it, it's <laughs> it's going to happen, and, you know, developers are just going to have to get used to sort of, yeah. yeah last year at WWDC, I almost didn't even go to the keynote, to be honest. Um, I, I did eventually turn up at the back of the keynote line about 10 to 10 or called half past nine, something like that. You know, but it's... Because it's just pointless, you know. For developers, it starts at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon with the State of the Union um, um, sessions, and you know. So stop screwing us out of our money, uh, Apple. That's what I say. There we are. <laughs> well, in two thousand nine, the last time I was there, um, I I got in late. Um, I was not going to stand in the line starting at four or five in the morning. Um, I am not a morning person, so to hell with that. Uh, so I, I, I got in there. I didn't have to go to an overflow room, but I was way in the back. But it was nice to hear about the new product product announcements. I used my original iPhone to order an iPhone 3GS during the keynote. So, um, And then I silently whispered an apology to it. I'm sorry, baby, but, you know, th- nothing lasts. And it, it, it's not you. It's me. I like new, shiny things. And so I used my old Apple device to order a new Apple device as soon as it was announced for a pre-order. But that was about the only value that I got out of that. Um, like you and many others have said, most of the value comes the rest of the week. Um, even in the afternoon, there are NDA'd overviews. Of, of some of the new technologies and then from there you, you get your appetite whetted and you decide to go you know do this session or that session you get peer pressured into leaving a session you didn't want to go to so that you can sit with people that you've wanted to meet in other sessions etc cetera, etc cetera. that's how it goes but uh, the keynote is kind of useless for developers I agree there we are see we could just bitch because we're not there <laughs> what else do we need? That's to, me just bitching because yeah. I'm not there. That's exactly it. What else do we need to bitch about? Oh, by the way, there is um, an, an OS uh, 10 high res guidelines document um, available on developer.apple.com. I'll post a link in the show notes. Um, thanks, um, Simon Wolf. Uh, hi, Simon. Um, that was just very gentle one today because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> I need uh, a little more alcohol to, to do that. The last time, two times I abstained and I'm abstaining still because I'm only drinking beer and not hard liquor. No, no, that's, oh, no, we can't have that. I'm going to sit here now until you do it. Roar. There we are. Thank you very much. For See your, how easily I give in. For your, for your efforts. <laughs> <laughs> okay right so we can't actually talk about anything because they've not told us anything and so this show um as far as that is um rubbish so uh, i i think it's probably okay for me to say that i've just checked and there is a new version of xcode available for developers to go and download if you're on one of the developer accounts xcode 4.5 um what are you hoping to see in it no we can say we haven't looked at it so we can speculate we're fine what would you like to see in it? You wrote the book on Xcode, well, so have, what would you like to really see in it? I have 
looked at it because I'm expected to write the second edition of Mastering Xcode 4, um, which I will plug. That's my book, Mastering Xcode 4, Develop and Design through Peach Pit Press by Joshua Nazai, N-O-Z-Z-I. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see not too many drastic changes because it would make things harder on me. Um, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> there are plenty of things that changed almost immediately. Well, actually, just before the book hit the stands um, and started being delivered, things started becoming outdated because Apple decided they wanted to uh, just you know, completely change the UI and add brand new features um, weeks apart from one another. Um, so it was impossible to have an up-to-date book in people's hands. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping for not too many changes, but one of the biggest things um, that I would like to see is smarter handling of symbology. I would really like to see that, Scotty. Okay. Expand for me. I can't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because that's uh, touching a little too close to things that we can't talk about. <laughs> yeah, but you'd like, you'd like to see it. You haven't said you have seen it. No, I haven't said I have seen it. I would like to see it. Oh. So please don't disappoint me, Apple. Oh, I tell you what, podcasts are a waste of time, aren't they, when it comes to Apple stuff? We're just wasting our time. They really are. (laughs) Books are too. Um, Yeah, your books are a waste of time. Development's a waste of time. Apple, please don't kill my publisher. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, yo, this is is disappointing. We have just had the opening session of of the pinnacle event for us as software developers um, in, in as you know iPhone and um, iOS and OS 10 software developers and we've got bugger all to talk about <laughs> it's... I don't know about that um, we, we could talk about the uh, general dress code on stage yeah go on I haven't, I haven't seen it I didn't even follow the photos I was just following a few tweets so you go on tell me tell me about um, the general state of dress code on stage then? I was a little creeped out at the thumbnails because I thought it was an odd-looking Steve Jobs up there that had switched from turtlenecks to button-down shirts, but it was still generally a Steve Jobs-esque shape up there. And I, and, and I don't think that was a mistake or, or an unintended um, side effect of giving an Apple presentation. I don't know. I mean, it was... Um, the thumbnails made me think, and this is ghastly, and some people will not like me for it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It was almost as if they, they had a taxidermist stuffed Steve Jobs and prayed him around on stage for all the dress code. <laughs> it was weird. I, that, I had that thought. I'm not making this up. I had that thought while I was watching that and said, what, what the hell am I looking at? And yeah, it, uh, I, I had to find some higher resolution photos of it and, and really look hard to see that that wasn't someone trying to put on a prosthetic mask and be Steve Jobs on stage. Now, I, I think they should have been bold and gone for maybe purple colors or something weird, you know, <laughs> just stand out, be different. That's just too weird for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm just totally freaked out now. You can have to find something else to say. Well, I just sort of, I just sort of recover from this. I've now just got this this taxidermist picture in my mind. Oh, the Steve Jobs puppet. <laughs> A slightly, you know, like when you go to those um, waxwork museums and you have trouble identifying who anybody actually was. <laughs> it's that sort of picture. Because they never look the same after that. You know? Well, you don't normally. It's like the it, it's like the cat quadricopter 
that that guy made. And I bitched on Twitter. I really did. I, I was angry because I'm a cat person. And I was sitting there thinking, I cannot imagine how somebody can say they love their pet and then they turn them into a quadrocopter with a flattened out cat that he said he loved. And, and this cat is flying around uh, by remote control. That freaked me out too. So the, these are all things that are, that are uh, close to the surface of my conscience and, and um, I don't know, well, my consciousness, I, I should say. And I'm sitting here thinking about Cat Copter and a stuffed Steve Jobs on stage all because they had the jeans and the black button down that was just shy of a turtleneck. See, I don't know if it ever got, let me see. Yes, it is available in the States. I'll put a link on that from as well. Yeah, one of my favorite books of all time is 101 Uses for a Dead Cat. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen that book. Um, uh, the pencil it's more shot- uses than you have for a live cat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pencil sharpener is my favorite in there, and I'll leave you to find that page. Um, but it's, uh, um, yeah, yeah, so maybe they were just looking at something like that for inspiration. <laughs> I mean, I'm a strange person with how much I love my cats, but um, I, I, I will say, yeah, generally useless. I am their servant, and that's about it. But the quadricopter, I don't know. Um, my, I, I, I lost a cat. Um, she was 14 years old, my, my beautiful girl back in January and it, you know, it really broke me up, but I'm now thinking that in order to keep the other cats in line that have decided they own the place now, since she, the queen has left, I, uh, I'm really seriously considering, um, you know, at least because she was cremated, I'll have to get a cat that looks like her and make a cat copter out of, out of that cat. (laughs) And anytime the others are getting into anything, just go ahead and, and to keep this iDeveloper Live related, um, I'll use an iPhone app as the remote control and I'll just whip out my iPhone and have Cat Copter Kara go around and, and uh, scare the other cats away from whatever it is they're getting into. We're seriously going off topic here, but that's just fine because no, so. no one is listening anyway. Okay. Um, let's draw this back a little bit and... In, in, and um, you know, say iOS six. We've heard nothing for a year. Um, we're now on to um, annual update cycles. It seems. I mean, based on what they told us with Mountain Lion. I mean, okay. Let's the moment. Let's switch Mountain Lion. Twenty bucks. That's good. Isn't I'm it? amazed by that. It, it seems to be going down in price every year. They're they're very they're sending a clear message that we we are working hard on this software and it's great and all, but we care the most about. Uh, our, you know, our, our hardware. So it, it seems like, you know, a lot of people that were saying they're not a software company, they're a hardware company. This has been reaffirmed lately. But I An mean, operating system for 20 bucks. I, uh, but I mean, is Mountain like, you know, Mountain, we're getting to the point now with OS 10 that it's, you know, and, and with iOS, you know, they both Mountain Lion and, and iOS 6, it's about, Small improvements is about changing a few things. In fact, sometimes they change things and are not improvements, but it's a little bit, you know, the the, I, the revolution that we were seeing between, you know, 10.2 and 10.3, 10.3, 10.4, 10.4, it's just not there anymore because, you know, the OS is so complete. Um, they began this um, cheaper stuff between 10.5, 10.6, between Leopard and Snow Leopard, you know, partly because Snow Leopard was a major under the hood um, update which we're benefiting from now but not really for um, for users but then you know lion mountain lion it's all 
you know, it, it's all just a few new features. And so, you know, I think the days of charging a hundred bucks for an operating system, you know, they're, they're gone anyway. Um, but, you know, so, but 20 bucks, it's, you know, it's developers, it's, we, you know, someone has already said in the chat room, my next app already I've, um, you know, said is going to be Mountain Lion and iOS 6 only, you know, people are beginning to take the approach that if it's 20 bucks, people are going to upgrade. And if they're not going to upgrade, they're not going to buy my apps or stuff. Them. Right. And that's the thing. Uh, one of my Twitter friends just said, soon they'll be, uh, they'll just give you $5 to install. Um, yeah, I think that it, it might be going that way. Just like, uh, just like Amazon, you know, the conversation about, so I noticed, um, you know, that by November of 2011, which I, I don't think that has come to pass yet, but he's talking about the trend of, of the lowering price of the Kindle. And, and by a certain time, the Kindle's going to be free and maybe past that, you're going to get a Kindle plus a few extra books from Amazon. Um, it, it's all in the hopes that you know you will you will buy into their platform and buy more books. So it's a way of getting you to buy content and to Apple the apps that that we developers create is the content. So this heavy push to get us you know make it difficult for us to sell anywhere but through their store, I think is all getting now their hardware is still plenty expensive, but. Uh, the operating system is, that's becoming a nice environment and a very nice content delivery system for uh, for applications and and you know magazine and news content things like that. It seems like they're really positioning themselves that way and, and saying, well, you know, here twenty bucks for this incremental update that we're calling you know Mountain Lion um, that's supposed to be the next huge version of OS ten. Um, it might be just, you know, here, you know, here's a better way to buy apps and, and have those apps uh, act with one another. Or it could just be that they really don't want to give the OS 10 moniker up and go to OS 11. So they're finding ways of not going to 10.9 and 10.10. <laughs> that, that's the alternative theory I have. That's an interesting theory. Um do you? Uh, I mean, so do you think no, the days? Not. We're just desperate for time. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the? Um, I didn't want to say that. Uh, do you <laughs> think the you know the the days of actually even charging for OS ten updates are coming to to an end? I mean, we saw thirty bucks for Snow Leopard. We saw thirty bucks for Lion. We're now twenty bucks for Mountain Lion. Yeah, maybe you know it's uh, you know um, ten bucks next time for Dead Cat or whatever it's going to be called, and. Um, you know, in, until eventually, you know, OS 11 or whatever it is, is, is a, just like we are used to on our mobile devices, just becomes, a, it's it's available, download it. I don't see why not. I mean, if you look just at the developer tools, didn't you have to join, you know, pay $500 or $600 or whatever it was to, um, just to get the developer tools, um, get access to them, and then suddenly they started distributing them along with the OS discs. And now, you know, it's uh, th then they went for a little while that you had to pay for, you know, it was free, and then you had to be on the Mac developer program, and then they did this weird thing um, with, with Xcode 4, and now it's just you, you pay a few dollars to get the developer tools, or is it free now? It's, I, I, it's I, free I again now. It's free again now. I've lost track, and I even yeah. I think I even mentioned that in, in the preamble to the book that it's just like you know if first it was this, then it was that, and my the very first sentence of my book, my uh, tech editor laughed in my face because he's like, "Well, the hell, you know, I found uh, an error right on the, your first sentence. This is fun." <laughs> so I mean, you look at that, and then you look at the fact that they no longer they no longer have to make their software killing 
in uh, in operating systems because they already have a really good operating system. So how much further are they going to go other than adding to it? Um, the their their real platform is taking that the thirty part of the seventy thirty split. The, yeah, seventy thirty split. So um, they are making a a, a great profit off the software side just by having us write apps and use their store. So I think that's where they're shifting now. They're, you know, you, you, the the emphasis is no longer on an operating system because the operating system is fairly mature. There are no real wow things that go to the deep core of the operating system. It's mostly just new layers to add on. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I mean, there was the announcement, wasn't there, that Apple have made, uh, there have been, they've made, is it $5 billion of payouts to developers from the App Store? That's the yep. iOS App Store, um, which, you know, means that Apple must have taken, you know, $2 billion or $2.5 billion. Um, so. um, now, you know, going forward, especially you know, as the Mac App Store grows itself as well, yeah. Is it in Apple's interest to have everybody on the latest release? Because that means actually they can buy more apps that are in the App Store, developers can produce better apps. And so actually just not charging for the OS, it's simpler. Because we'll actually make more money on the apps that go through the App Store if we can equip people to buy them and make life for developers easier. So it's, it's, a, it's a different concept, isn't it, to where they've been before? Yeah, I don't think the, the OS will ever be completely free. I think it'll be, you know, they're, they're doing the $20 for the upgrade now and... If it gets much below that, I'd be surprised because there are applications out there that, that you know, just drawing applications that, in my opinion, aren't worth, you know, 60 70 $80, um, you know, for what they do. There's one in particular out there that's wonderful that's definitely worth it, but others that are not, not so much effort put in that they're charging out the ass for this application, and it's way more than what you get for a major uh, operating system upgrade. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, you know, Apple is saying, well, our operating system where we have all these people working, we're only selling it for 20 bucks. So that application that took one guy two years to write and is taking him 28 out of 24 hours a day to support should be a dollar. Um, you know, there's obviously a balance there and, and, you know, the market will decide, I guess. But uh, Apple is really positioning themselves to make most of their software income off of um, our applications being sold through their platform more than their own operating system. And it is a major change. They're they're completely coming about and heading in a new direction. Cool. Cool. So it's, yeah, you heard it here first. I'm going to quote back that back to you that you will never see the OS for free. I will bring that back to haunt you one day because I think you're wrong. Please do. I'd be surprised if that were the case. Um, not the next release, but you know, give it a few more. Give it a few more, and I think uh, we're heading that way. I mean, you are, Apple wants to sell hardware and they want to make money through applications. The OS is becoming a commodity that's part of that, not not a sellable sellable item in its own right. Okay. But you have to wait till it actually happens. You can't. You can't hold it over my head and say the next time I'm on any day now, any day you can't do that. You have to wait till it actually happens. Well, that would depend on how short on content I am. <laughs> <laughs> if I just need a rant for a few minutes, uh, it, it's um, it's going there. Right. I mean, we've waffled all over the place here. Um, it just didn't feel right not to do a show after a WWDC keynote. But actually, the reality is we've just waffled on stuff we could have waffled on before the keynote. Realistically. Sure. Um, iOS 6 is um, a bit like a mountain lion. 
yeah, there's you know there's, there's a bit of um, there's the map stuff, which I guess is major, but actually yeah, no, it's an improved maps software. Hopefully improved by the time we get to play with it and see it. Yeah, map software. It's not like there weren't there wasn't decent maps on there before because the maps on there weren't bad at all. Um, you know, so there, there's some improvements on the phone app, which you know, yeah, that's that's all good. But yeah, you know, this is you know this is an incremental upgrade, a small incremental upgrade with, with a few things, as far as we're aware. Now, the developers this afternoon could be learning about these fantastic APIs that exist that we've no idea about, um, but we don't know and we can't say, um, even if we did. So, uh, again, I'm just... I'm just wondering well, about the validity of, an, uh, of a WWDC keynote when, when Apple have committed to annual updates the operating systems on both devices are now pretty mature. The developer tools are getting maturer. You know, there's very little to speak about. And my fear is, instead of being these major events that people get really excited about, they just become long, long, drawn-out marketing crap because we have to do this keynote and someone expects us to last two hours and Tim Cook's got to say something. And, and actually, yeah, I even felt this one was a bit drawn-out. They, you know, they took a long time to say not a lot. Yeah, the gaming stuff and and the deep because de- I'm not a I'm I'm not a sports fanatic, so the deep demonstrations of the sport you can even ask blah blah blah. You know, I, like I don't care. Get on to the next feature. No. I bet it, I bet it won't work <laughs> yeah, in the UK. Slightly better. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet the sports stuff won't asking you know in the UK, and and it might do if I if I have to use the word soccer, but I refuse to use the word soccer, so <laughs> I'm, it's no use to me. Well, maybe if it's the the, the UK uh, dialect, um, since Siri will will be savvy there, um, maybe you know she'll know that that football means soccer. <laughs> I don't know, but let me translate something to to all the listeners for you. What Scotty means to say is he would have had useful people on, better guests on, but what you got was me because there's really not much to talk about, so you get me instead. I didn't want to say it that harshly. <laughs> so um, say, have I shamed you or have I have I pointed out exactly what you had to say? No, no. I was sat here in the office by myself thinking I would go home and um, see my family because it's, it's now half past nine at night here. And um, I will spend some time with my children. And one of my children is about to go away to Spain for a week so I could go say hi. But no, I'd rather sit here and talk to you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm honored. Even though it's complete... Bull crap. Um, I'll, I'll try to avoid swearing too harshly, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll accept it because it helps my ego. That's great. Well, Joshua, it has been fun just to um, do what 5,000 developers are doing over lunch at WWDC right now. That's basically talk crap about the last two hours that we've just sat through. <laughs> and, uh, um, Does anyone ever expect to get anything, any real work done, even if they're not at WWDC after the keynote address? That That's that's really true. And so, um, uh, But the difference is they're now going to go and find out what everything really means, and we're not. We're just going to be left with the crap we've been speaking so. Yeah, I'm gonna have to read instead of uh, socializing. I have to read a bunch of crap. Yes, so um, uh, there we are. So um, Joshua, uh, if you actually do want to be identified with this episode, then <laughs> why don't you tell us where we can where we can find you and uh, find out other pearls of wisdom that you have to share with the world? Well, I've got pearls of something that are being excreted at 
joshua.nazi.name. That's N as in Nancy O-Z-Z-I. So joshua.nazi.name is where I excrete most of my pearls of something or other. Um, the, the next most important thing lately would be xcodebook.com. Um, the book is the, the first edition of the book is woefully outdated now. It was uh, somewhat outdated almost immediately uh, before it came out on the book stands because of Apple's release schedule, but we are currently working on the second edition, and it will encompass everything um, up to and including today as soon as we're able to release it, as soon as the NDAs are lifted. Um, it will we'll get everything out, but uh, I'm actually taking off next, um, not this week, but next week from the full-time job specifically so I can focus on the book and, uh, and kick some ass in terms of productivity and, and catch up on everything that happens this week. Excellent. Thank you very much. And uh, my name is Scotty from iDeveloper TV. Um, although after this episode, I'm not sure I should admit that. Um, you can follow me on um, Twitter, it's um, at MacDevNet. Uh, you can find out what's going on with iDeveloper TV, with um, at iDeveloper TV. Uh, I'm not going to bother with sponsors on this show because I think sponsors, you know, we've not got a real focus on the subject. This really was just a, a fireside chat, which I've really quite enjoyed. But um, uh, we'll bring back the sponsors next week. Uh, people have pointed out in the chat room that there were lots of APIs listed on a slide behind, um, was it Scott Forstall? Was behind him when they when they talk about the SDK with lots of things written on it that all you lucky people at WWDC are going to be finding out this afternoon um, we're not going to bother reading out all those because we'd only be speculating on what they are or as they say in the chat room then get accused of revealing NDA stuff because yeah, we might speculate accurately, heaven forbid um, so um uh, there, there, I'm sure there's lots of stuff that we can get excited about over the coming weeks. So thank you very much for listening to um, iDeveloper Live episode 55. Um, hopefully we've entertained you for a little bit. Um, we've probably not educated you because we have nothing to educate because we're guessing ourselves just like you are. But uh, until next time, you will take care. <laughs>